Society. Um, you know, I'm looking at the uh, at Republic Broadcasting's uh, news banners too, and I had seen this and had prepared a little bit about it about Yemen, and uh, I just wonder why why they have to be destroyed now. And um, and I think I've talked about this here before too, and I think I put it in in the chat. His um his uh, WordPress Ash Ashraf uh, Ezrat. Um, it's something else. Starts with Ashraf. The uh, the title of the of his site, but um, and he's not the only one. But apparently, um, well, you know, Aliyah means to go up, right? And I had said this to Mike Rivero before. So apparently, I'm Yemen. I'll read you a couple things. Whoops. That's okay. <laughs> Yemen may have been where a lot of this biblical stuff took place. And, you know, and I heard, who was it? J. Vernon McGee, who's long gone, but was a preacher in the 70s. And I hear some of his recordings. And and uh, he does through the Bible. I think it's ttb.org, maybe. But um, when he got to Song of Solomon and, uh, you know, have the grapevines and everything, it's supposed to be in Ephraim. And no one could tell him where it where it had been. Uh, and this was uh, Dr. Day, when she did her Bible studies, she skipped past that book. She says, no one knows what it's about. Well, to me, it's clearly about one of uh, Solomon's conquests. You know, this girl, she says she's black. Well, she's dark from being in the sun all the time, taking care of the vineyards, right? And it's kind of their, you know, how they get together kind of thing. And, and uh, it, it's interesting. But then, so maybe that was in Yemen, too. The city of David was in Yemen. And um, I've heard Blackbird and other ones saying about there's no proof uh, that Solomon's temple ever existed. And so maybe it existed down there. And they're, they're just hot and heavy about destroying any kind of evidence now, which might be the case. Because in '49, the British and Americans uh, transported 50,000, 49, 50,000 Yemenis Jews to Israel to populate Israel. And I think I talked about this here too last year in those first shows. But they, um, you know, would give the, uh, they'd say, oh, well, we'll take your children for a wellness check, you know, on a baby or whatever. And they'd come back and tell them, oh, your baby died. And in reality, what they were doing was giving them to uh, Ashkenazi couples to raise so they could have real bloodline Jews, you know. It just, it's, it's, um, it's interesting, just kind of messed up like so much else. So if you want to play some more, I think we need to maybe hear the end of that. Oh, before you do, though, I see we have Chance. Chance. Yeah, how are you? Uh, Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, how are you? Okay. So any, any plans for tomorrow's big holiday, Mur? <laughs> and by the way, no. that's not even his real name. I think it's right. Michael Jones or something like that, isn't it? It's it's Michael, and and I don't know. Maybe it's King too, but I, I don't. Michael I'm not King. Too sure. There you go. Yeah. Right, hey, right. I'm wondering if the uh, stores are going to have any big sales because I want to go shopping for some new Fisher Price toys for my secret tunnels. Oh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Talking yeah. about uh, uh, Epstein, right? Mm-hmm. Now. They might uh, throw out a couple of names of these Hollywood creeps, you know what I mean, to make it look like they're doing something. But I bet you my bottom dollar that politicians, judges, 
the ones who make our laws, the ones who give us tickets for uh, uh, non-operating license plate lights. I bet you none of those names will be revealed. What do you think? <laughs> Probably not. Right? Yeah, well, most likely not because, you know, that would make a difference. But they'll throw mm-hmm. out names like, and make them examples, maybe even Dershowitz, who knows? Mm-hmm. They might even throw him under the bus. But what Captain Underpants. Does- What's that now? Captain Underpants. He yeah, Captain, he- oh, didn't he say, yeah, he had his underpants on, he said, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. You know, all the people that don't make a difference in our lives, especially those of us who don't even watch TV, you know, right. so they might sacrifice those pedophiles. But like I said, the ones who make our laws, who bust our chops, who make our lives miserable, they got to keep their names private so they can keep on, you know, continuing making our lives miserable. Mm-hmm. That's what I see happening. Well, you know, I wouldn't put it past him with this weather if that's not ginned up to uh, for oh, a few different is. things to, to uh, kind of squelch that list, right? Don't want to be talking well, about that too much. Is. But also the uh, caucus uh, Monday in Iowa, you know, they got the these same are, snow job we got. Harp, harp is a humming. Harp is a humming. Yeah. Yeah, well, they have a lot of ways of doing this stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, at this point in time now, I think it's it's very important to hear people like Deborah Tavares because I Mm -hmm. think the hammer is going to be put down on us soon. Uh, And I don't think enough people out here really understand uh, the brevity of what might happen. Really, Chance, it already was put down on us on Friday the 13th in March 2020. Within a week, the whole world was shut down. So they've got their new world order working. And you know what surprises me too, Mur? Now, a lot of listeners to alternative media, they still fall for this bullshit with Trump, Cucker, uh, 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 Shapiro. And i got to ask myself, this, how long does it take for these people to wake up and finally see that they're being made a jackass out of Trump. Yeah. Trump, you know, and I keep hearing this, and, you know, it, my God, it gets so old. I got to say to myself, are these people this damn stupid? Mm-hmm. I mean, really. I mean, I hate to be down on people, but enough is enough. I can't deal with the stupidity anymore. This is the prop. This is why we're in the, in the situations we are in. Well, like um, Harold Wallace Rosenthal, when he had that um, interview with Walter White in 76, said, uh, talking about the preachers now, not just the people even, but the preachers, that their stupidity was only, you know, surpassed by their cowardice, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, pretty interesting show. Now, thank you for taking my call. Oh, sure. Good to hear you. You sound good, Chance. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's just so much going on, and and with Trump, um, I like to see when there's good things done because everything is in God's hand, and Trump didn't get us into any new wars. He had us energy efficient, even exporting, and probably most importantly, he got the ball rolling on all this Epstein and all this other stuff, and um. To me, it looked like uh, there again with Rosenthal, you know, he had said uh, it was important, it was imperative, whatever, essential to have control of the money. 
because then they could have international conquest through propaganda. And the music, you know, the movies, the news, everything, all of it is propaganda. Um, you know, history, unless you dig deep like Michael Gaddy's doing, you know, you're not going to, you're only going to get what's allowed by whoever, whatever gatekeepers got to go through, you know, publishers or whoever's holding the money bags, you know. So I do appreciate, you know, when things are, it, because it made a difference in the way people reacted. I, I never uh, thought anything of doing anything with any president, I'd, you know, and over at Stormfront there, the one uh, Don Advo, uh, he, he said uh, after Trump got in, he said, we should all just send him a postcard and with a heart on it, you know, because everybody was kind of jubilant that that we didn't get hill to beast, basically, <laughs> you know, and um, we kind of slid by not getting that because. And I've said here too, uh, Jacob Javits Center there in New York, where she was celebrating and expecting to set off these fireworks and apparently Field McConnell, he'd never said outright, but. Yeah, I think he was the one that contacted the ranger to see if there was a permit. And there was no permit. And actually on Jeff French's show, when uh, Mar Madeline Gerwick with the astrology was on, they'd take calls. They had open lines. And so at one point I had said that. And Rince said, uh, Jeff said, um, well, why wouldn't they have a permit? And I said, well, they're holier than now. And he, he snaps right back. Well, so is Trump, you know. So his his bit was he had to be against Trump. And, you know, they, they've got us that way with every item there is for or against, you know, something to squabble over. Let's you and him fight. This Blackbird reminds us, right? <laughs> That's what they do. So, um, Sam, uh, do you want to play the rest of that, please? Okay. Right, there were slaughters, and right. one estimate I saw, he left with his new model army eight, nine months later, and it, from what I saw, and this sounds like overwhelming, but they had killed like 80% of the native inhabitants of Ireland. But as I said earlier, I think Protestant and Catholic, these were just covers for more, for deeper blood differences between Celts and Anglo-Saxons. Look, uh, you can, I'm, I, I know you think that, I think it's crazy, uh, uh, we'll just have to agree. I mean, if, yeah. if you if you had remained in the Catholic Church, you're probably saying things that were much more intelligent than what you're saying. <laughs> now. But that's you know, that's what happens when you leave the Catholic Church. But this was. A, so let's get this straight. Cromwell was a Protestant. The Irish are Catholic. That was the armature. That was the grammar of that conflict. Now, I'll get more specific. Cromwell was a Puritan. Puritans are Judaizers. These are people who think they're Jews. And when, because they think they're Jews, they can act like Jews. And the one thing they can do is declare anybody they don't like Amalek. And so Judaism, the Judaizing influence of the Puritans, made them completely ignore any type of moral law. And that's why they slaughtered the Irish. It, so had, you think, you know, it, had, it had nothing to do with race. Nothing. So you think in Old Testament times, a Hebrew could just suddenly become an Amalekite by changing his ideology, by changing what he believed in his mind, the category in his mind that he changed? Yes, this is known as idolatry. The, 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 the feet of the Hebrews weren't dry yet from crossing the Red Sea when they started worshiping Moloch. 
That's exactly what they did. This was the fundamental temptation of every Hebrew to become uh, another religion by worshiping the uh, Mo uh, Moloch and offering up your child to and him. Suddenly, suddenly, miraculously, their genetic configuration was changed. No, it didn't. It wasn't changed at all. This shows the bankruptcy of this Jewish racial thinking. It's, so you're disagreeing with the idea that culture is a factor of genetics. It's a specific genetic group's response to their environment at a specific time. Jim, something that E.O. Wilson would have said. I keep trying to help you, Jim. I'm, I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm to create a 12-step a program for lapsed Catholics who think they're white boys, and uh, you'll be the first one to be invited to join this program. Now, you know what? Okay, let me ask this, because it's been brought up a couple times already. Jim, you said you were raised a Catholic. You don't have to answer if you don't want. Why no. did you stop identifying as a Catholic? Okay, well, I was raised Catholic. I went to 12 years of Catholic school. Uh, I did, too, was, by the way, eight years, okay. even though I was a Baptist. Yeah, but, yeah, I go went, ahead. Okay, so... When you're raised in it, and the Catholics, as everyone knows, don't focus too much on the Bible, but it was just you're raised believing these things. You believe there's a heaven and a hell. And I, I remember, God, I went the first uh, I went to I got in trouble at my working class Catholic school. They sent me to a private school, figuring that I was too smart for the kids in the working class school. And I remember a teacher said that uh, Christmas was Jesus's birthday. And me and another kid started singing happy birthday. Teacher grabbed us by the hair back when I had hair, yanked me out of the classroom and said, we're going to hell. We're going to to me. That's child abuse. But anyway, growing up with this framework, because you did, they didn't press a lot of, you know, they weren't extremist about it. As long as you went to church and you, you know, paid, you put your little money in the envelope every week. That was fine. But freshman year of high school, the nun and she, like, we would call them the chin strappers. The really old nuns would have a chin to keep their, their yeah, waddles keep from falling down to their knees. Right. Yeah, yeah. She started talking about the visions of Our Lady of Fatima, who was this like Zeppelin-sized Virgin Mary who allegedly appeared to shepherd children in Portugal. And the Virgin Mary in these, in these test, you know, transcribed testimonies, she was staring down into hell and it was ter terrifying. I'm like, holy shit, that is scary. So it was Easter, when I, Easter, sun, Easter weekend when I was a freshman in, in Catholic high school. I started reading the Bible. And I'm like, holy hell, like you have to pretty much be an extremist. You have, there are, there are uh, verses about having to abandon your, you know, if, if anyone follows me and does not hate his mother and father, love not the things of the world. Any man loves the, the world. Yeah. So I became, I took it literally. I became a fanatic. Even the nuns thought I took it too far. But after a while, I've, I've said this many times, I've only had three philosophical transformations in my life. First was when I figured out there was no Santa Claus. And I'm still pissed off about that. The second, I read the Bible closely enough, and there were things that, from the Old and New Testament, within the New Testament, I just couldn't reconcile. And then I realized that the Bible has been written by, what, three, four dozen author authors over a thousand years. It is the most contradiction-riddled book I've ever read in my life, and I couldn't be honest with myself anymore that it was true. The third philosophical revelation I had was about 30, when I'm like, oh, there's all this shit I've been fed about equality is obviously a lie. Obviously a lie. Blacks are dumber. Vietnamese that I, I researched when I was doing an article for Playboy about Vietnamese gangs in Orange County. Those, those guys, they came over on, you know, rafts made of popsicle sticks and had mansions and Maseratis by the time they were 22. I started believing, and most all of the research I've seen backs it up, that people who grew up under different evolutionary selection pressures developed different aptitudes based on their environment. 
some environments favored intelligence, some some favored brute strength. So that's it. I, I mean, I to me, Christian. I think with Christianity, its enduring legacy is people don't know what the hell to do with their guilt, and Christianity is like, oh, it's it's taken care of. Debt's paid. Okay. Now go ahead, so, MJ. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for lying down on the psychiatrist's couch. So, <laughs> doc, Doctor Doctor Jones will now take over from here. <laughs> And I, these are known as Sigmund Freud called them screen memories. Okay, they are there to distract us from something that you don't want to talk about, but you do want to talk about. And I'm talking about your sex life. Let's talk about your sex life, Jim, and how that. Yeah, I knew you were the most. Say, let's not talk about mine. But go ahead. Freddie Mercury doesn't think about gay sex as much as you do, pal. You want to talk about the 80 women I've been with, my gorgeous current wife, the three wives? I don't talk about gay sex. Do you think ever, that? Really. Do you ever. think that? Do, I'm not. I'm not uh, in, uh, implying that you're a homosexual at all. I'm just saying. Do you think your sex life had something to do with the fact that you're no longer a Catholic? Nothing at all to do with it. No, I was okay. celib- I was so. Celib- I was such. This is how how committed I was. I, I I like got intense about religion at like age 14 and nine months. And then just, you know, fell away from it because I couldn't reconcile what I saw as the million contradictions about 16 and a half that entire time. And that's primo when your hormones are just surging. I jerked off once. I was a Catholic. Like I said, the nun sex had nothing to do with it. It had to do with maybe I'm autistic and maybe autistic is just a slur word for people who put logic over emotions and social approval. There's no way that the Bible as it's written. There's no way it's true. That was it. Okay. I you, want to, you want to gaslight me and say what my real motivations th- are? Think, There's no th- use in arguing over that. I think I think it is your real motivation, but uh, <laughs> okay. You know, I think but that that's uh, one of those things. Motivations is something I think, you really can't argue about. I know. I can't. I yeah. can't go any farther than that, other than right, proposing right. it. Uh, but I will also. I will say that lust darkens the mind. I think that's true. I think that you're a victim of the what I described in uh, libido dominandi, the sexual social engineering of the entire Catholic Church in America, uh, you're part of that collateral damage that took place because when you, it was two parts, you know, breaking up the Catholic neighborhoods, disrupted the transmission of the faith, and then the double whammy is the sexual revolution, which basically got people so self-involved that they couldn't see uh, straight anymore. Uh, and uh, they ended up being completely well, the, deracinated, cut the, off, cut off from their roots. The Catholic high school I went to was Cardinal O'Hara in Broomall, Pennsylvania. I'm sure you're familiar with the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. I'm not sure if they even have that anymore. This was a big thing in the '70s where they play guitars and they act. Right, like, I'm very familiar with it. And they they were Pentecostals. They spoke in tongues, et cetera, et cetera. The guy who ran that place was Father Richard Jones, and he was always very chummy with people. He would hug you. Like a little, right. too, little too long. He he gave the sermon at my father's funeral when my dad died. I, I wasn't even aware that Father Jones knew my dad. And we're sitting there. My mom at that point had lost her hearing. She smiled the whole way through. But my brother and sister are listening there for 15 minutes about what a bastard my father was. And we were shocked. It's like, like you know, whether or not he was a bastard, not the appropriate time. <laughs> Father Richard Jones, now I've estimated because uh, it was a Catholic school of about 4,000 people and I, you know, the lay teachers versus the, you know, there were nuns and priests teaching there. I'd estimate there were about 20 priests maximum teaching there. Maybe it was 30, definitely not more than 30. 
To my knowledge, six of them came up on molestation charges. Five of them were defrocked because the Catholic Church itself found these allegations to be credible. Father Jones was one of them. Another one was Father uh, Francis Gilliberti, who had a masturbation camp for boys down at Cape May, New Jersey. He'd teach boys not to masturbate by playing with their penises. The only the one of the six the only one of the six priests who wasn't formally defrocked was uh, I forget his first name Father Close C L O S E. They found the allegations credible, but the statute of limitations had expired. As far as warping people sexually, I think forcing someone to be celibate, and when they go into the seminary, which is ironically the seminary, in their late teens, at the height of their sex drive, I think you're only attracting sexually warped people to begin with. So we're definitely going to disagree about all that. Yeah. Well, this brings us back to where we started, which is with Michael Voris. Uh, and uh, you see, oh, I know a little bit about him. And like when I first came on and I was in the background, I could hear you. Talk. you heard, yeah. he's, he's an odd duck. Absolutely. No, I agree. I wrote a book about him and I agree with a that. A book he, about Michael Boris. Well, I'll I did. OK. Yes, yeah, it's, it's called you can get it at Fidelity Press. It's called The Man Behind the Curtain. And it's about uh, homosexual narcissism and the, the whole thing. But I'm saying that people it could be the man in the closet, maybe. But anyway, go ahead. Behind the curtain works, too. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Dr. Anyway, this is the type of uh, motivation that people had. Same thing that you're talking about. You, you, they needed these scandals in the Catholic Church to make them good feel, feel good about themselves and help them to forget their own problems and their own shortcomings and their own sins. But I, but I didn't know about any of this when I lost the faith. It was from reading the Bible. And I mean, the nuns had been violent to me in grade school. That was part of it. And that's when I learned to associate people who are overly moralistic. They're just using that to vent their own, you know, sexual sadism, more or less. The people who really have to thump their chest about morality, in my experience, have been the, some of the meanest and most warped bastards. The people I consider truly good are so secure they never have to talk about being good, and they never have to point fingers about how wretched and degenerate and fucked up everybody well, you, else is. You just did that, though. You just did that with all those priests. No, I was, I was just saying, you, you brought up sex and Catholics, so I, I said, well, this is what happened at my high school. But this, I only found out about these sexual scandals long after I had abandoned the faith. Yeah, but they're it, convenient now because they justify no. your rebellion against Catholic I sexual I just, morality. I just don't be believe in it, that's all. It's not okay. like, I, was like, I don't need anything. It's logic, logos, the original Greek version. That, that's, I think it's an illogical religion. That, that God gets pissed off all the time. It's like, dude, you created the universe. It's like it's like decorating your apartment and then thrashing it because you're pissed off at the way it looks. None of it makes any sense. But if you want to say they're a deep-rooted cycle, that's I'm sure that's convenient for you because maybe it's terrifying for you to think, hey, maybe it is illogical. So you have to go, you know, you have to attack the you know, ad hominem, and it's well, it's your deep root, you know. But it just doesn't make any sense. No one, especially by insulting me, has been able to to persuade me I'm to not, come I'm back. Not, to the I'm place. not. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm not well, trying to insult you. I'm trying to get to the root. You're, you're going of, for motive. The root. Well, one you, at a time. You can't, you can't seem to accept the I'm, idea that I'm trying, it, I found I'm, it illogical, and that was the root of it. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to insult you. I think, you know, I think if you sent a Martian down and says, who seems actually less grumpy and more well-adjusted? I don't think they'd pick you, DMJ. I, I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? 
Uh, I have a super chat. I was only going to keep you guys for an hour anyway, because I, I know Jim's got some stuff going on. Thank you yeah, both yeah. for allowing me to move around the time, because I really wanted to get this in. I think it's been yeah. very, uh, very yeah. entertaining, uh, to say the least. Uh, I see Gaddius says, what does EMJ think of Jerry Blavatz? Uh, Jerry Blavitt. Hey, Blavitt. The, the Gator yeah. with the heater. Yeah. yeah. I used All to right. go to Wagner. Yeah, Wagner Ballroom. You, you probably went to Shavu. No, you went to Shavu because you lived on the dark side of the moon. Shavu was before my time, but I love Jerry Blavitt. I memorialized him when he died last year. Uh, encyclopedic knowledge of early rock and roll. Probably the best rock and roll DJ who ever lived. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jerry, but, and he, he was half Jewish and half Italian, right? And mobbed right. up, too. Yeah. He, uh, he, <laughs> he, he allegedly tried to put a hit on High Lit, who was the other big DJ in, in Philadelphia. I don't know if you know about I that. I thought it was Dick Clark. I thought it was, was Dick just, Clark. It may be Dick Clark, too, but it was documented. You, you can find J Jerry Blavitt, B-L-A-V-A-T, and High Lit, which is a really cool name. Joe, Joe Niagara was another Hyman Litsky. Hyman Litsky. Is that his real name? H-Y-L-I-T. You can see Jerry Blavitt being interviewed yeah. and, and High Lit being interviewed about the alleged mafia, because Jerry Blavitt allegedly tried to wipe out his competition by using no, I, I don't, I don't blame him. But the, uh, <laughs> just to mention a cultural <laughs> artifact, uh, which is called The In Crowd 1981, is a movie that was made about Jerry Blavitt. It's about Jerry Blavitt. It's not wow. there. It's a really interesting movie because it's about this Jewish kid who can't dance, because Jews can't <laughs> dance, but he watches okay. bandstand. You know, so he gets wow. finally gets on bandstand and he's dancing with the shiksa of his dreams. Anyway, it's a really interesting movie, but it's really about Jerry Blavitt and how he hated Dick Clark because of uh, uh, yeah, bandstand started in West Philly, right? Like 46. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, great discussion. Likewise. Yeah, great yeah, discussion. I agree. Oh, oh, one more thing here at the end. Uh, you know, we got off into some other things, but uh, about Philly itself uh, and you both can answer. Uh, what what would be a way to rejuvenate the city uh, to bring it back to to where have, it was? Have Jim Goad go back to church. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, this, one of the main reasons I voted for Trump in 2016, despite his attitude, was that he promised economic nationalism and bringing back our industrial base. I think, and you know, whether it's really, I think EMJ and I agreed somewhat that uh, all these things, the industrial base is eroded. The economy has been devastated. And I, I don't know if AI is going to be avoidable, but for the time being, cease the globalization of the economy, bring the factories back to North Philly, and maybe that would help. Well, thank you both for coming. I'd love to have you both back at the same time. Maybe not the same subject, but you're both yeah. Philly guys, so you have a little bit of camaraderie, but there's also the the headbutting, too. So I think well, that's it's a, it. that's Philly, though, man. Yeah, that's exactly. Hostile that's city, Philly. Yeah, I, if, yeah. if, if we were on a street corner, I would have beat the shit out of you. Try it. Try it. I'm that's all right. I got steel in my head, and I've never been knocked down. But one punch is my life. E. Michael Jones, Jim Gold. It was a pleasure. Merry Christmas, okay. Happy New Year's as well. Thank you so right. much. See you Peace. all. Peace out. Oh my God. Okay. That all right. That was fun. I had to let that play. It. it uh, I hope you all enjoyed it too. They were just, you know, so often interviews get a little. You know, they're they're apt to go sideways, but not in a humorous way. And that was fun to uh, hear them reminisce about Philadelphia. 
But Pope Francis, you know, <clears throat> Bergoglio from Argentina, Mason as well, but he has he has a he's a longtime Zionist tool as a Henry Macko printed in May 202016. His handler is Rabbi Abraham Skorka, S-K-O-R-K-A. There's a picture here. And um, RBN has an interesting article about Epstein meeting with the Pope in 2003 from the Daily Mail. Uh, and Gislaine were blessed by the Pope. So um, this this whole pedophile thing, and that's kind of cruel because it's that's child love, and it's more like pedovore. They eat them. So um, it's all all related to the Luciferian Brotherhood because any kind of power, and that's where it ends up. And I had said that before about the um, how it began in three twenty two A.D. with Constantine and his mother Helen finding. Simon Magus, skull and crossbones, skull and femurs. But he, uh, you can read about Magus, as, as I've said before, too. Simon Magus was a sorcerer working with fire, and you can read about him in Acts chapter 8, uh, particularly verse 24, where he tries to buy the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we say Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost and, and all that, and it's... Uh, it's actually kind of a mistranslation because spirit is breath. So it's more like breath of holiness. No, oops. Oh, we got a break. Silly me. All righty. We'll be back in about three minutes. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. 
My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Okay, I guess we're back here. <laughs> and, um, you know, people talking about different churches and whether there's an actual, uh, you know, one church. And we are the churches, okay? All of these things that are happening is helping, helping to strengthen us to know that greater is he that lives within you than he that is in the world, he that is in you you know it's um we need to draw closer to him he wants everyone to but he knows some won't and he knows so he um he lets them do what they think they have to do but eventually like um dr lorraine day's studies i like the idea it really sounds like a culmination and a recreation, a universal restoration, not universalism, which means you can just, you know, sin all you want and okay, fine. No, we have to reap what we've sown, all of us, each of us individually. And eventually then he will restore the earth and make it new. And there'll be plenty of room for everyone. There won't be as big of seas. We won't need them. But there'll be waterways, and uh, it, it'll be wonderful. And um, I think that is what will happen. So uh, we have I see we have Tom in Utah. How are you, Tom? Oops. Was Roger first? Oh, I'm sorry, Tom. Roger in, Roger in Ohio first. Then we'll take Tom. Hi, Roger. Yes, how are you doing today? I just Good. want to call in and say... How much I enjoy you. Uh, I've been always, try to always catch you whenever you're talking, whether you're just calling a guest host or whatever. Aww. I think your last week's show was 
very, very good. Was last oh, week when you. you had a Mitchell Henderson that you? Oh no, that with? was. Um, <clears throat> I think I played that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, okay. yeah. But he's he's on every week on um, Jeff Wrench show. Um, usually Monday nights, and I think it's like every I don't know, however three or four. He's on uh, Tuesday night instead. So, um, but yeah, he, I like his work a lot. Well thought out, and from a lot of deep experience. Yeah, yeah I always catch him and. Uh, is Erica Kahn. I always catch them three times a week, too. So uh, Yeah, and those shows are, are right on rents.com's front page, but um, it's a secret, but it's not a very big, well-kept secret. But at grism.blogspot.com, you can find all his whole shows if Zapopper is posting them, and he usually is, so... <laughs> yeah, go there. I, I'll, I'll never forget when, uh, when John Statmiller got very, very angry at you one time. Oh, you remember and, that? <laughs> I remember that. started yelling at you and gave your real name out, and he was really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was calling, was he was calling me Merle and all kind of stuff, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, so, I figured it out. I think he was primarily mad. Um, well, Steve was kind of um, making light of what I was trying to say, you know, which was, as I've said here, I was just trying to give another... Another prepper tip that if you can't have meat, that just know that every, you know, bean and legume mixed with a grain is a complete protein. Gives you all the amino acids that you don't make yourself. And, and um, you know, so it was just a short paragraph I was trying to get across to them. And he even then said about amino acids. So th- he wasn't listening at all, you know. But I think he didn't want me to say anything about his Remembrance Day, his birthday that was coming up in a few days. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. it, though. I said, you don't want me to listen to RBN? <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, oh, um, for some reason, that stuck in my mind, you know. Yeah. getting all excited and yelling at you. And uh, <laughs> I always enjoy, like I say before, enjoy listening to you. I'm, you're probably the, the best lady talking on the network. I'll wow. Thank you. Wow, what a compliment. I like Layla. Layla's got her niche in there. She's interesting. Mm -hmm. But you by far out of all the ladies that I hear talking, you're you're by far the best. What a compliment. Thank you. Well, I I enjoy it. So I'm you guys switch your schedule around so much that you (laughs) should kind of let us know who's coming on. Because now I'm trying to figure out who's Well, I think think we're all just getting used to the changes that were made, you know, especially around the time where the National Intel Report had been, you know, because it's broken up into two hours, but into two different hours than it had been before, you know, so. uh, So it was was interesting about the $300 a day. I did donate at the end of December my $250. All right. Through the processing fee was set. Added $7.94 on top of that. <laughs> so, uh, so if, you know, if you want to donate, that's, that's pretty easy to do. You, just, you know, then take five minutes, you know, with your credit card. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's, uh, it is nice for them to have, if you have like a, just a regular um, amount that's deducted every month, you know, it's something that the network can count on and, uh, and you know where it's going, you know. 
and action ready. Mm-hmm. You and know, you're not going to be out for being sick. You know, I'm, 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 I, the only time I've been sick in the last decades really is uh, with this. Um, I, I was shed on by the guy that did the computer thing. And I, and I wasn't really sick. I just sounded bad, you know, but I took the oregano one night and it was gone. So, you know, gave me a cough and messed up sounding voice for a little while. Well, the reason I called is I wanted to point out to you that in 2005, I had a face-to-face with Barack Obama, Senator Obama, when I was trying to get two girls back out of Child Protective Services here in Chicago. Sadly, I could not prevail against their legal system, but I ended up going with the mother to Washington, literally had a face-to-face with Barack Obama, Senator Obama, as well as Hillary Clinton. Was uh, really was be- that was before you, uh, before they did whatever they did to you, though, right? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I finally, uh, how to say, took on the straw that broke the camel's back in, in 2011, winter 2011-12. Mm-hmm. But... I had actually met with Hillary Clinton on four occasions, once in 2005, again in 2009, 10, and 11. I did not realize that she was party to the authorship, author, authorship of what's called the National Child Welfare Act of 1993. Mm-hmm. Her husband signed it in as, a, as law. And then in 1997, she enhanced that with what's called the Adoption and Safe Families Act, which then gave, how to say, pedophiles or confused people the, the right to adopt children. Mm-hmm. So what yeah, I they call them is, they call them maps now, right? Minor attracted persons, as if that you know, that's the thing that gets me with all these deviancy and stuff is the narcissism. As if they're the only one that matters. You know, like Michael Jones was talking about this, um, what's his name, Voris? Yeah, Voris, yeah. And um, at at one meeting after he had written this book about him, uh, somewhere they were at the same place, and he sat down back of E. Michael Jones there and uh, said, if I weren't a gentleman, I'd deck you. (laughs) You know? And uh, I guess people weren't, believe in what he was telling and then it came up again you know so uh they just got to be center stage type of thing you know drama queens literally well they feel insecure already so they overreact to cover their insecurity that's why they're acting but there's supernatural influences there not of the good kind I mean, that's the whole problem with Sodom uh, and Gomorrah and the other cities. You know, it actually plants demons doing those activities. You know? Yeah, I, I, I've had to deal with the, the perverts all the way back when I began laboring in medicine. In fact, one of my first assignments was to deal with these victims of rape and abuse mm-hmm. way back in the uh, 59s, 60s. I was mm-hmm. in shock to find out how prevalent 
sexual perversion was. I was raised in a kind of a pure, purest environment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then when I got into pathology and I was asked to be an advisor to those people that were victims, I was in shock to find out how, how, how many victims there were. Mm-hmm. About one out of every three girls had been violated. About yep. one out of every uh, seven or eight boys had been violated. And it's and probably about totally even now. Room. Yeah, this is, I'm talking about back in the 50s and 60s. Right, right. And you think the war had something to do with that? I, I think when, you know, the, the home base is so messed up and turned upside down and there's no father figure, that that makes such a big difference. The, um, well, there, there's quite a few factors that contribute, but what's really interesting, and of course, uh, Stedmiller would be angry at me saying this, Mm-hmm. Not only not only in that fat from the animals come there also comes the hormones, especially exactly. the androgen. That's what I'm telling these people on the carnivore diet. No one needs those hormones and whatever else they're putting in those animals. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's not just what they put in the animal. Does it does a heifer have ovaries? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the, the estrogen. Answer, yeah. And and Tom, remember Sweden when they wanted to bring in all these uh, these invaders, they put extra oxytocin in the dairy products, so they welcome them with open arms. Isn't that cruel and criminal? <laughs> well, we have we have left the plan of our biology. We were created yeah. in the garden, and that's where we were supposed to stay. Mm-hmm. There is no hormone hormone in an apple. The ideal diet is in Genesis 1, verse 29. Pretty simple. And meat means food. There again, with the translations, the words they use. But I want to tell everyone, too, uh, creationmoments.com. And I'm going to bring some of them on some of these shows because they're really short. They're only a couple minutes. And uh, they're really good. Check them out. I get them sent, you know, subscribe to it. So they'll send them to me. But I'm um, talking about the flood and different things they find and how it, it just keeps proving the Bible over and over. You know, that's what was interesting. After I went through my epiphany in 1991 when I was terminal with cancer and I turned that around, I started looking at the scriptures, and right away I ran into Isaiah chapter 66, verses 3 and 4. And it was like somebody hit me in the head with a two before. I said, there it is. Whosoever slays the ox is the same as he who slays a man, hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And, and God says, I will give you your delusions, and I will send your fears upon you. Because when I called, you did not answer. When I, when I, let's see, when I... I'm, I'm messing it up. <laughs> That's good enough. I get, I get your drift. I need to look it up, too. I don't know it verbatim, so I need to look it up, too. But, yeah. And and like this Jesse Sabota from the Luciferian Brotherhood, they train people in curing, uh, you know, butchering and curing uh, human meat and get it into the food supply. So you never know <laughs> 
you know, you get some hamburger, you never know for sure, you know? And and this is what they want to do to have that in us so we're accustomed to it and we'll crave it, you know? Well, I like, well, we've got Mike in Kentucky too, Tom. You got something else there for me? Well, I'm just going to say, take a chance, take a, take a chance, <laughs> take a moment. Sorry, I, I was up through the night. <laughs> uh, anyway, take a look at the National Child Welfare Act and then follow through with looking at the uh, Adoption and Safe Family Act of 1997. And you can see what is the perverse incentive driving Child Protective Services to take children. And then, of course, Carol Keaton Strayhorn became a friend of mine. She was Comptroller of Texas. And the governor asked her to write a uh, report or put out a report on the finances of CPS in, in Texas. Mm-hmm. When she got through with it, she was in shock. So she published a report called Forgotten Children. Mm-hmm. So if you can, get a copy of Forgotten Children by Carol Keaton Strayhorn. And mm-hmm. it exposes some of this trafficking issue. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, um, um, when Hilda Beast was Secretary of State and she was sending uh, these big installments, art installments to different embassies, I just uh, I just quaked to think what was in there, you know. Uh, who knows? Okay, well, so Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I Tom? didn't realize that I had put a, put a, uh, how to say a, a monkey in the monkey ranch into the works when I uh, notified the World Health Organization of the problem of those FEMA trailers. You know who was brokering those FEMA trailers to to the uh, World Health Organization? That was Clinton's too, right? Or no? Yeah, the Clintons. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when my I was re- readjusted biologically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, at anyway, least they didn't get... Mike, Mike and I were visiting last night. He kept me up for a bit, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was good on the Blackbird Snack Shack, too. Well, thank you, Tom. And we'll hear what um, Mike in Kentucky on Line 5 has to say. Oh, Hi, by Mike. the way... Oh. B- by the way, Murr... Right now, my main website exposing the poisoning in the trailers has been interfered with for some reason. But uh-huh. go to a website called familyversusstate.org. I think that will link you through. Oh, okay. I'll check that out. Family versus state. All right. Thank you, Tom. Dot org. A dot org. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, Mike. How are you? Uh-oh. Now I'm on. There you are. So, uh, Brave Browser, I still have a couple copies of it, but they went under, I guess. They're considered defunct. One of the best features of that is if you typed in a web page and it wouldn't come up, it would automatically ask you if you wanted to see the Wayback Machine cache. So anytime something goes... Haywire like that with Tom's webpage. If you've got the address, just go to your favorite search engine. You know, I, I mm-hmm. tend to favor DuckDuckGo. You know, go hit Wayback Machine and then type in the, the address there and then take a sample of it from whatever, six months or something like that. It'll be screenshot. 
Yeah, uh, I some like of his web pages go way back into the nineties. So yeah, yeah, it's well yeah, worth old school it. look. Um, <laughs> so I've old still school. got, I've still got Brave as my my home browser. It's working all right. But uh, uh, Yandex. Well, I heard they had a falling out. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Dissenter. I got it mixed up. Brave browser. And Dissenter parted ways over gay marriage, and Dissenter's the one I'm referring to. Oh, no, to. that was Firefox, originally. Uh, well, it's all built that's... off of Google Chrome, but it, whatever. Anyway, uh, Dissenter's <laughs> the one I was thinking of, not Brave. Uh, okay. Dissenter's okay. the one that they, they had a fight over gay marriage, and the guy took his toys and built Dissenter. So what I was going to say about all these vegans is that their arguments... Uh, I really get tired of a lot of their global warming junk because go back to the 1870s or whatever, the height of the railroad days after the war between the states, mountains and mountains of buffalo skulls were gathered up for fertilizer mm-hmm. from all the mass slaughter of the buffalo. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. they wanted to go in and ranch that. They tried to do ranching in the Dakotas and the cows froze dead standing in the field, but... At the same time, if you're going to kill off all those grazing animals, where was the Ice Age? You know, if you get rid of all that methane that they're hyping up, mm. it, it's it's silly. There should have been a huge Ice Age, right? No, because man's uh, effect on methane and carbon monoxide is like uh, 0.3% of the methane that's in the atmosphere and it's 3.2 percent or 3.6 percent something like that so really we're talking about three percent of three percent so that'd be like three tenths of one percent now we're going right. to kill our economy uh it's it's all a lie look at a volcano <laughs> what does it oh do, i know right? it spews out way more yeah are you out of time i think so but thanks for calling in sorry it's so late get no you next problem. week thank you Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a good week. Pasiba, Dasvidaniya. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. the truth.
You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.